Hello, and welcome to the You Don't Look podcast, episode number 18. I'm your host, Kelly Simmons. This week will be part two of my hypothyroidism journey. So you can tune in to part one, which was the week before last, which was episode 16, where I take you from my fatigue to the mid part of my bell curve. And now in part two, I'll take you from the mid part of my bell curve to there's some dips, but I'm mostly flatlined luckily now at the top part of that bell curve because I've finally got on a good dose of compound thyroid hormone and a good supplement regimen with my holistic practitioner, Dr. Rashmi Gulati. So one of, one of the main ways that I began to feel better in my body with hypothyroidism was by changing the way that I ate. And I ate a pretty clean diet before uh, I discovered the AIP protocol, but there were different things that I could do. Some of the major, some you know, micro, uh, macro level, some of the micro level. So the first thing was getting rid of gluten. And I really didn't eat a lot of bread before, but I would enjoy a bagel if I wanted or the um, rare piece of pizza. So it's not that I cut it out, but you know, I would notice that when I had it, I wasn't feeling great. And the odd thing was, I really didn't feel bad right after. It was about two weeks after I would have gluten that I would feel like I had the flu. I'd feel really feverish with like flare-ups of sweating, with flare-ups of chills and just yucky. And it would, I noticed through a food diary, if you guys have ever wondered, oh, is that useful for me? It definitely is. It, it, you know, you guys, you'll figure out your own patterns and what you're feeling and what you're eating and make the connection. Um, it certainly helped me. And so I became introduced to the autoimmune protocol. And for those of you that don't know what it is, it's also called the AIP diet. It's um, a good resource for it is Dr. Sarah Ballantyne. And I can, she's also known as the paleo mom. So the AIP diet has its roots in the paleo system. But it's really meant to complement chronic disease management. And it focuses on providing your body with nutrition that it needs to regulate your immune system, your gut health, your hormones, tissue healing. And it really doesn't have, it really tries to take out inflammatory foods so that you can heal. And one of the uh, theories about autoimmunity is that it's caused by gut disease. So one of the main reasons is a leaky gut. And so leaky gut is exactly what it sounds like. You have these cells that line your gut and they have what are called tight junctions, right? They're really squished tight together. When you have a leaky gut because your bacteria and your yeast and everything that's in your gut is off, it causes separation in those cells and your gut lining. So food can actually leave your gut and go into your blood system and your bloodstream. And once it's out, you really don't have any way to get it back in. And so your body sees these pieces of food in the bloodstream and goes, wait a minute, that doesn't belong there. And so it sends these little army cells out to attack the food bits. And that's where you get that inflammation. That's where you get that digestive upset. And the tricky thing is that for gluten particularly, the body thinks it looks a lot like these thyroid hormones. Excuse me. Every single cell in your body has receptors for thyroid hormones. So your body uses thyroid hormones for so many things, for hormone regulation, tissue healing, um, brain clarity, um, geez, so many things, immune regulation. So you have it, those receptors in your cells all over your body. So if your body is using it that much and gluten gets in the way, 
Your body thinks it's giving you the right thing to complete a cellular reaction or a cellular um, activity, but it's actually, you're giving it a bum piece of the chain, right? So it's like, if I said to you, hey, make me a pie, and then you said, okay, I need blueberries and eggs and flour, and I gave you blueberries, eggs, and sand, it would not come out quite the same way. So there would be some, some irritation in the people when you serve them that pie with the sand. So same thing in your body. If it doesn't quite get what it needs, it can't do what it needs, can't carry out its functions. So autoimmune protocol is really an elimination diet. And you eliminate on a macro level things like gluten, dairy, grains, um, things like white sugar, no processed or refined foods, no nightshades. These include tomatoes, potatoes, eggplants, I know, believe it or not, no alcohol, no high fructose corn syrup, none of those uh, oils like canola oil that are really highly processed palm, fractionated palm oil, that kind of stuff, none of that. Nuts in moderation, if at all. <clears throat> Excuse me while I drink some water here. No artificial colors or flavorings, no chemical additives, none of that junky stuff. So basically, holistic, natural foods, and it focuses on having the omega-3, 6, and 9 oils because that helps promote anti-inflammation. So um, also, they really don't recommend chocolate in the beginning of this, and they don't recommend coffee. And I will tell you, as someone who is, loves both of those, especially together, if you are starting on this AIP um, diet and you're thinking, oh, I could never do it, Try one of two things. So try cutting out just coffee and keeping your chocolate or vice versa. And I bet you still will feel some gut discomfort. So you'll figure out pretty quickly that if you just follow the diet, you will allow your body to heal. And then you can slowly add in those things that you just enjoy and can't live without. So for example, if you really need to go without coffee because it's irritating your gut, which was what I had to do, there are amazing coffee substitutes out there that no, it, it's not coffee, okay? But it will get you past that craving and it will help soothe you so you feel like you've hit that craving, you've satisfied it. And of course, these are all non-caffeine alternatives and they're all natural. And they usually have some sort of chicory and or dandelion root in them. And they are therefore good for your liver because they have a bitter quality to them. So they're actually pretty good um, with getting that coffee um, bite that is so refreshing to a coffee lover. Uh, regarding chocolate, you could also try carob, and I highly recommend dark roasted carob from Australia. It can be kind of hard to get right now because of the COVID-19 break in the supply chain, but you can definitely go that route. It works really well if you're baking with gluten-free flours like Otto's cassava, or even a sweet potato or almond flour. Um, and once you've healed your gut enough, you should be able to add in your coffee and chocolate in small amounts, nuts in small amounts. Um, I'm to the point where I can have night, nightshades in small amounts. I do still try to stay away from white potatoes and I focus on sweet potatoes. By the way, side note, you guys, depending on where you are, especially if you're in the Northeast, you should be able to get your hands on, and you have to look, your best bet is either a organic market or a farmer's market, you can get orange sweet potatoes, yellow sweet potatoes, and purple sweet potatoes. There's even a white sweet potato that has like a garnet colored skin, and those are amazing. They will keep your palate interested and happy for a very long time. You will not even miss your regular potatoes, I promise. 
So I went on that and that helped me heal quite a bit, helped me feel better. And I also uh, did a test, a stool test to test the gut, my, the biome in my gut. And I found out I had H. pylori, which is the bacteria that causes ulcers. So once I got rid of that using herbal supplements under the guidance of a holistic practitioner, my gut felt way better and I was able to tolerate coffee and chocolate. But of course, this is after being on the autoimmune protocol for the amount of time that you're supposed to be on it to um, eliminate. So, um, and no alcohol on autoimmune. I don't know if I mentioned that. And the main reason is because it's uh, sugar. It's white sugar. You know, alcohol is the byproduct of fermenting sugar. So after a period of time, you're excluded foods, especially the ones that have nutritional merit, will remain. Um, And the ones that didn't, you know, they weren't that great for you. You can reintroduce them. Again, you know, grains, right? So popcorn might be a thing for you. But you'll know, you'll come to know that, oh, you know, one cup of popcorn is okay for me, two cups, I don't feel so good, so I don't. And the autoimmune protocol also focuses on getting adequate sleep, managing stress, living an active lifestyle while avoiding overtraining because this, again, can stress you out and um, decrease your gut health, decrease your immunity. So really, your sleep and keeping your stress levels in check really also influence your gut microbiome, which is essential for your overall body health. Excuse me. And when you get that inflammation down, your body will be able to heal. So what I also did to support my body during this is I got on the compound thyroid, which I talked about in episode one, and I tweaked my supplement regimen. So I take two different types of magnesium for muscle relaxation and to help with gut peristalsis. I take a probiotic. I take a digestive enzyme. I take an omega-3 high quality fish oil. And I do take supplements for, to calm my adrenals, especially at night. Um, There's a amino acid that I take called L-theanine. And this is something that we naturally produce. It's called an adaptogen. And it works really well to help you calm and just get into that nice relaxed state before you go to bed. And you really don't feel it. It's not that I feel like, ooh, I took that L-theanine, I'm kind of loopy, I should go to bed. It's not that at all. It just does a nice internal calming of the system so that you can really stop that monkey mind and just get settled and go to bed and have a restful sleep. So usually for Um, the autoimmune protocol, it's a six week elimination and then you can start back in and you will notice if you have benefits or not. And you know, it takes time. So not to say that within the first six days you're gonna notice, you might notice some things right away like the gassiness and bloating if you're cutting out gluten and wheat and dairy, that should go away right away. Um, Other things that will take time is the, any joint aches or pains that you get. And that can really be caused, again, that's a side effect of leaky gut. Um, leaky gut, in addition to giving you digestive upset, can cause your achy joints and your foggy brain. So really dialing back the diet really helps. And when you're feeling better, you don't mind cutting out things that seem so restrictive. You know, people say, oh my gosh, you can't have pizza anymore. No, I can't, but I am having really great, delicious whole foods. And there's so many 
recipes and resources out there now. And even to, you know, one of the things that I love to eat are pancakes and muffins. I'd love to have them in the morning as a quick thing to grab after a workout. And being on this autoimmune protocol, Sarah Ballantyne has many great recipes. If you go to my email list, I have a great recipe for you to get some gluten-free carob muffins, which if I didn't tell you, you would think you were having a chocolate muffin for breakfast. Um, and it's gluten-free and I actually have one that I make that's dairy-free as well. Um, so have fun with it. Don't be afraid. And just, you know, go gentle with yourself. Because again, if you're not able to cut out coffee and chocolate right away, that's okay. Just try to alternate them or try to, you know, if you're having chocolate but not coffee, find the coffee alternative, etc. And you will uh, feel better. It's just going to take some work. <clears throat> just like, it, you know, your body didn't come into this dis-ease state overnight, it's gonna take work to get it back up to feeling great. So one of the things that also helped me, in addition to getting on the right dose of compound thyroid, dialing in my supplements, dialing in my diet, is moving. And it sounds counterintuitive because if you have an achy joint and bloated belly from digestive upset, the last thing you wanna do is exercise, but the exercise helps the gut peristalsis, it helps move your lymph and all of your blood and all of the antioxidants that you eat, it helps move them around and lubricate the joints, it helps your mind, oxygenate your mind and your lungs. Um, it just literally makes you feel better. So when I get up the first hour, it takes a little bit because of the hypothyroidism. It just kind of slows you down. So when I get up, I have to take that compound thyroid on an empty stomach and I have to wait an hour before I eat. So my trick is I get up, I take that right away, and then I get myself ready to go to the gym. And so I'm not even thinking about eating, number one, because it's really early at this point. It's about 5.15 when I get up. Mind you, I set the alarm for 10 of 5, and it takes me that long to get out of bed. So I take my um, thyroid med with warm water, and I get myself ready to go to the gym and it's so early, like I said, I'm not even thinking about eating because my digestion's not even activated yet. I get to the gym, I bring water with me and I work out for 50 minutes and then I stretch out for about 10. I come home, by then it's about seven o'clock. I hop in the shower and I'm still honestly not really hungry at this point. It's still pretty early, my digestion hasn't even activated yet. Right about the time I'm getting out of the shower, just before eight o'clock, I'm feeling a little bit hungry and I might have a piece of dried fruit with a chunk of dried ginger and some more warm water. I really don't eat substantially until 9 or 9.30. That's when I'm starting to feel really hungry. And I'll make sure that I have some, some sort of protein, whether it's a few Brazil nuts. They're really good for the thyroid because they have bioactive selenium or maybe some walnuts because they have some omega-3. And I will have... Uh, bone broth as a protein powder. I will have some collagen powder to help repair and keep my joints supple. And then I make sure that I have something substantial. So I will have fresh fruit, maybe fresh banana. I try to eat in season. So right now, fresh strawberries, blackberries, blueberries are plentiful here where I am in Florida. So I make sure I have that. And then I might have one of those gluten-free muffins I talked about, or I might have some sliced baked sweet potato and um, coffee. So when I say that I have coffee, it is organically grown, it is low acid, 
It is made with filtered water and I put, uh, sometimes I put a splash of maple syrup and a splash of walnut milk. That is how I make my coffee. Um, so, you know, like I said, if I wasn't having the coffee because I was having digestive upset, I would do an alternative called Ticino, T-E-E-C-I-N-O, and I can link that up in the show notes for you. It is a really tasty coffee alternative. One of the ways that I use Ticino even now, even though I'm able to have coffee and would not hurt my gut, is uh, I will have regular coffee in the morning. Oh, the other thing I do when I make my coffee is I put half caffeinated, half decaf. So two types of grounds go in there because I don't need the full caffeine. I just, I just worked out, so I really don't need the energy. Um, I use the Ticino to have iced coffee later in the day if I'm craving that coffee flavor and it's kind of hot out, but I don't want the caffeine. Ticino makes a great coffee substitute. Um, you really wouldn't know the difference. And again, you can sweeten that. You can add your own type of milk, whatever you'd like. Um, so that is my thyroid hack. Um, let's see what else do I do to keep me at the end of the curve? Definitely meditation. You know, AIP focuses on your stress management. That has definitely helped me. So I make sure that I meditate a few minutes in the morning, a few minutes before I go to bed, and at least once a week I do a half-hour meditation. It's a guided meditation called a Bodhi meditation. And you can look this up online, B-O-D-H-I, Bodhi meditation. It's basically a guided meditation with some EFT tapping, if you guys have ever heard of that. It's called emotional freedom tapping. And... It just really helps to move the energy. It helps to keep you calm and focused. So you're really getting, you know, de-stressing. You're moving the energy around or the chi, as it's called in Eastern medicine, around in your body. And it's just a great way to get, keep in touch with spirit, keep in touch with your inner self. I mean, a half hour a week is nothing considering all that I do out, you know, the other hours of that week. So I also have in my health, Um, house, uh, acupuncture, chiropractic care, massage, and when it's available, because now it's, you know, we just had COVID-19 and things are still not quite open back here in Florida. I used to use infrared sauna once a week, if I could, every, or once every other week, that was a 40 minute session. And, um, I've also recently learned about cryotherapy and I want to see if that will help. It's supposed to help with the inflammation from hypothyroidism. And that's a much quicker, time investment. So infrared would cause about, you know, take like 40 minutes to do a session. Um, the cryotherapy is one to three minutes, which is a really quick hit because you're just surrounded in this stand-up chamber by some liquid nitrogen. It gets you really cold, um, but it's supposed to work. So we will try that and see how I do. Um, so that is how I got up to the peak of my bell curve and how I maintain my energy level. I still have some dips. So remember, your body is a dynamic system. So that's one of the reasons there is no magic dose. So right now, the dose of compound thyroid that I have is 190 milligrams. I just had my labs done. I get my blood work done just about every two months, and we test for all of the thyroid hormones, free T3, free T4, TSH, um, all the different uh, types there that we can test for. And it looked like the results I just got back, they needed to be tweaked again. And it's really, it's not anyone's fault. 
it's a, a combination of could be the time of year, right? So it's more warm out now. I'm spending more time outdoors. I'm probably getting more natural vitamin D. I'm definitely less stressed now that we're not in COVID lockdown. Um, I can definitely tell during COVID when it was stress was causing me to take a little bit of a dip in my um, energy level, in my clear headedness, in my ability to feel a more level energy throughout the day. So I would really try to do more meditation. So instead of doing that half hour meditation once a week, I would try to do it maybe every two days. Um, and I found that that really helped. And what I did during the lockdown, um, I really tried to stay away from TV and the news. I really tried to just shut down my computer, make my dinner at night, and you know, do whatever I had to do to get the house ready or get myself ready for the next day and go to bed. I might read a book for a few minutes before I go to bed, but I really tried to keep that extra stress and that extra stimulation down to help my body heal. Um, one of the things that I notice when I'm getting really stressed is my eyebrows tend to get even thinner than they already are. So that's one of the side effects of hypothyroidism is the outer third of your eyebrows just doesn't grow. And mine are really thin and they've got thinner um, more toward the other part of my eyebrow when I was really stressed out peak part of the lockdown. And they're not good, they've grown back, um, but you guys might notice that if that is your uh, symptom as well. So I invite you all to please email me with any questions. I will answer them as best I can. A great resource for also learning someone else's story of their journey through hypothyroidism is Marnie Wasserman. She is on the Ultimate Health Podcast, and I'll link that up in the show notes. She had Hashimoto's disease, and um, she was able to heal her body to the point where she was able to get pregnant, and she just had a beautiful baby girl this past February. So I will link that up in the show notes for you, and you can hear her story and how she healed her body and how she maintains now that she's a mom, what she has to do if, you know, is there anything different that she does now that she has a baby than before she had a baby. So I invite you guys to check her out and um, try to look at, you know, what you're eating. Maybe the autoimmune protocol is right for you. Um, maybe you're doing paleo and you're seeing some results, but not, you know, what you would like. You still have some lingering uh, foggy mind or whatever. Give the AIP diet a look. It's not for everyone, but you know, if you're really struggling and you're like, gee, my labs are saying my levels are normal and I feel like I'm making progress, maybe that's the missing key for you is the, is the diet, just dialing the diet back in. And maybe you're doing all that. Maybe you need to just look a little more at meditation. How are you managing your stress? Um, are you able to move? Are you able to get out and walk, right? Because we just, we're still in this pandemic. We're not back to normal, quote unquote, 100%. Things are still not full capacity. So maybe you're not able to get to the gym, but hopefully where you are, it's nicer out and you're able to get out more and socialize more, at least see people on the street if you're not able to get together in an actual group just yet. So hopefully those things will be helpful to you. So again, please share this podcast with your friends, coworkers, loved ones, anyone you think that might benefit from this. That's the reason I'm sharing this. I hope that my story will help someone else get better sooner versus later, as was my case. And again, please leave us a review and subscribe. We are on iTunes, Spotify, anywhere you get your podcasts. Thank you, and we will see you next week. Namaste.